everyone. Welcome back. I am sorry for taking such a long break. I was, you know, sick and traveling and lifing. Um, but I have a special guest with us today. I have <laughs> I have my music guy, the guy that does my intro song. On oh, is that what I am? <laughs> on today, um, who is also my my partner in crime significant other my best friend you look beautiful today thank you i just did got you a just, blowout you did just get a blowout just yeah. got a blowout for no reason <laughs> on a thursday <laughs> listen i woke up feeling really really rough and was uh was just i don't know having one of those like really off mornings where the whole world felt like it was collapsing on just me it alone was bleak. it was pretty dark it was really I sad to talk you out of the hole there I for know. a second it's well, okay you do it for me all the time <laughs> No, I just, I, you know, how we think like when bad things are happening, that it's only happening to us. Um, <laughs> I was on the phone with you for like an hour and a half being like, my whole life is falling apart. <laughs> and then I went and got a blowout with my best friend. So now, <laughs> so now I feel a lot better. But yeah, how's your life going? Uh, it's pretty good. You know, we just got back from LA and you surprised me with um, basically all of my friends that I haven't seen in so long that I miss dearly. And uh, we, we did it up. We kind of did it up, you know? Because you know, you know as well as anyone, when I was living in Los Angeles, I was in Los Angeles for eight years. And I struggled the entire time. You know, there were tiny little successes here and there, but really it was just like survival mode the whole time. So this time we wanted to, I wanted to do it up yeah go oh, we back did. on my own terms <laughs> well, and it was so funny because like you talked about this la where you know you've told me all the stories about how much you struggled and how hard it was and how like intense um the process was with like making it there and we yeah. went back and it just seemed like it was high vibes the whole time <laughs> i was like what experience what, did yeah. you have <laughs> i could see where you'd be confused uh <laughs> You know, I wanted to create a different experience there for the future. You know, people, you know, people, I I say people, but you talk about manifesting all the time. Everyone is talking about manifesting. But I think when you, the hardest part about manifesting is that you haven't experienced that uh, specific vibration. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to imagine it. But if you can trick your brain into experiencing it, then you can um, will it to happen again Mm. so that was kind of my thinking there and you would just put the cherry on top with you know my birthday was a few weeks ago and i was like (laughs) man we just went to dinner and that was it now it's just over no here's (laughs) what like it was so hard because like you took me to tulum for my birthday and like i I was talking (laughs) we went to to florida to meet my parents yeah like the whole month of june was like my entire birthday (laughs) month like you're it it kicked off with us going to florida to meet your parents who were like so lovely in every way and then like they but they started it because they made me like a happy birthday little chocolate mousse cake thing it was so good that's my dad's thing yeah he has to make a cake it was insane it was so good but like that started it because we were like oh it's my it's my birthday month and we just like drank champagne and like balled (laughs) out the whole time and then like i had all my celebrations with my friends you know when we got back to nashville and then like we went to tulum on my actual birthday so it was a whole month of things that like you made happen for me and I was so ridiculously spoiled with, <laughs> with everything. And then, and then like I knew I was planning this, but 
to keep it a surprise from you was like so impossible. I am relentless. I'm such a pain <laughs> in the ass. I know. Uh, <laughs> I felt we so were... Once I walked into that place and saw some of those people I haven't seen since before the pandemic, you know, it was like the lockdown in Los Angeles was like, you can't go outside. And if you go outside, you better wear a mask and you better stay 800 feet away from anybody. And when that happened, I mean, it lasted a, over a year. And then I went home to Florida to hang out with my parents for a little bit. And then I just moved here. I didn't even, it was just on a whim and I didn't know anybody here. I just figured, you know, what, how can I take a further step into, um, you know, making music and, and nothing seemed like a bigger pond than Nashville. And, you know, a lot of my friends back there was like, isn't it competitive there? And I was like, yeah, that's why I want to go. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like a different type of competitive. It's, I feel like, you know, in a lot of other, yeah, there's actual real talent here. Right. But that's <laughs> the competition is just people that are better than you. It's not mm-hmm. like people that have more links to like, you know, famous no. people than you do. No. Well, that, that's kind of what I learned about Los Angeles is that it's very much passed down. You know, a lot of the people that I was in studios with or people that I worked with, um, through people that I knew were, you know, grandparents of the guy who produced Elton John or something, you know, (laughs) like it's just passed down in that town and and music is very much manufactured. And, you know, not to say that it's all bad. There are a ton of creative, incredible people living there, but they're living there amongst the Kim Kardashians and amongst the influencers and, and kind of it's, it's a, it's a melting pot and it's very easy to misconstrue Los Angeles for just being materialistic um, Mm -hmm. and clicky. But, you know, I think, I think Nashville has its own little clicky mentality. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) God. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's going to be found everywhere you go. It's just like a different air of it. Like now you've heard the phrase Nashville nice, right? I haven't, I have not. So it's, it's a thing. It's like, you are so fake nice to people but like it's like overly southern is that like when like a southern person tells me for the record i'm not (laughs) southern um i was born in south florida which is basically cuba or the bahamas and um moved to los angeles when i was 25 so i was too far south to be in the south you had to go north where i grew up in florida (laughs) to be (laughs) south and it's pirate country so um yeah, yeah. When when anyone says "bless your heart," I'm always like, "Oh, that's yeah, nice," no, but it's, it's not. It's a mean thing. What? It's it's like you're it's like you're not doing well. You know, it's like a pity. Well, shit. Like, oh, bless your heart. You don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, but in I feel like the times I've been to Los Angeles, it's it's almost like people are like, um, not fake nice, just like fake overall. Well, but I, a lot of them don't really know who they are. Yeah, well, that, is, <laughs> um, that tracks. No, I. It's just always been confusing to me because I like I'm someone that I mean what I say. Like, if, I'm not going to ask you to get coffee if I don't want to see you. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be like, let's get together. Like, if I say let's get together, I mean let's actually make a plan to like do dinner, have coffee, hang out. And I learned a few years ago that not everyone is like that. Like mm. a lot of people just say that. Really, it's like the thing to say. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning so much about, you know, human culture that I didn't get from being so sheltered in my whole life. <laughs> you were so sheltered. I know. I think there's a lot of things that people don't, I don't think people even realize how sheltered you were. Um, but, you know, I, we've, we've clocked, you know, thousands of hours of long conversations, you know, that's kind of why <laughs> we got started. It was kind of, 
oh, she's hot. And you were like, oh, I'm that is not my type, you know, because I'm, you know, under under six foot and white. Um, so <laughs> I listen, I uh, I I didn't think it was going to be. Here's what I thought. OK, when we met, you did the thing that some guys when they meet me do and you looked at me like oh my god who I is she that. and then i simped out hard i was like you can have whatever you want right the, <laughs> the simps are typically the ones that like <laughs> are really like bo- they're boring and i like walk all over them and <laughs> i can't i need someone that like pushes back a little bit i need someone to be like you're wrong and you're really good at uh doing that <laughs> <laughs> I guess you would say that's a Virgo thing. It's a Virgo thing. Oh, God. You Virgo hard. <laughs> but yeah, we... But it's working out, you know? Okay, good. Because I was wondering, you know, you how this is going. You were wondering, really? We should, we should talk <laughs> no, I'm about that. Kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it is... Okay, so this is the other funny part. You know, I've talked on here before about like, oh, it's like my partner and, and this thing. So I feel like people kind of have a little bit of an insight into you, at least a little bit. But I wasn't public or i guess we weren't public with the relationship until um pretty recently until like i'd say a month maybe a month and a half ago and we have actually been together since we got we met in uh december of last year when i was like fresh out of a really toxic messy breakup Mm -hmm. um and then we got together in january and it was one of those things where i like after my last relationship i was like i need to take so much time to just be alone focus on me like i it was the first time in my life where i was like i do not even want anyone in my space like i just want to be fully alone i don't want to date i don't want to be on the dating apps like i got off the dating apps i was over it and then i met you (laughs) and i thought you were just like the sweetest little puppy dog and i was like not wrong (laughs) i was like I was like oh god this guy like he has no idea i'm gonna you know little did you walk know, all over I- him <laughs> and then like and then you just kept pursuing me in a way that was so different like you weren't like hey let's go get a drink you were like can i you take you I to get coffee i wasn't i didn't follow you on instagram and yeah you didn't your follow DMs me on instagram emojis. you didn't you didn't <laughs> slide up with a bunch of fire emojis on my stories <laughs> You didn't. Um, I did look up your Instagram once. I did find you once, and I looked at your Instagram, and I was like, "Okay, this girl's trouble." Um, <laughs> judge the shit out of you. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's okay. Most people do. <laughs> I know that's something that I think we have in common, though. That was something. That was one of the first things I realized that we had in common was that you. I knew that there. I knew that there was some some depth there. I didn't know what it was. I just had a gut feeling that there was a lot more than what meets the eye and i just had and you know i i generally am not interested it takes a long it it takes a long time maybe like every three years i'm actually really interested in somebody and Mm. it just like clicks 99 percent of the time i'm just like ah whatever and i don't really pursue it um because i'd rather be alone or be with someone that i actually want to be with like doing the whole you know like it's just too it takes too much time especially when you get into your 30s you're just over it i'm like i got like laundry to do i don't want to, <laughs> i don't fucking need to to waste my time so i was just kind of like i'm gonna try this out i've been in nashville for a while and i haven't met anybody that, I, that i'm really interested in and i've been single for i'd been single for five six years at that point so 
I just think it's something that uh, I started to realize early on was when you started to get a little comfortable, you were very sweet. And that was something that totally was like the opposite of how you were trying to portray yourself. And I started to see little holes in the in the in the bad bitch mentality, which is very much a part of your personality (laughs) Um, or one of them. And (laughs) but I really just had this inherent sweetness. I think when I saw you with your girls and how much they loved you and the dynamic that you guys have, which is impossible to broadcast on any social media platform. There's no way people can see actually what this house is is like when it's all of you guys together and and how intelligent and and intentional your daughters are. And you know, I think one of the first things was I realized that you could be very very sweet and you almost almost to a fault you you didn't you would kind of bounce back. And I was like, "All right, there's somebody in there." <laughs> and then when I just saw the kind of mom you were and what you had to deal with, the kinds of uh, trials you had to deal with and all of the problems that kind of just come to you, that the way you navigate and come out on top pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember thinking like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot, even if she's telling me it's going to be nothing. And <laughs> so sweet. Oh my God. But you know, you are an incredible mother and it's, 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 it's definitely a part of you that is, that says a lot about who you are. And, you know, I think that how much your girls love you and how, how much they look up to you is a testament to, um, how well you're doing. And I think sometimes you need to remember that. (laughs) Regardless of how hard it is, I mean, I'm, I'll never be a single mom, you know, shocker, but <laughs> that was actually something that like, when I met you, cause I know we've talked about this before, but like, you know, being from the South and in this area specifically, Nashville's a little different. Nashville's just a little bit more progressive, but mm-hmm. it's like this one tiny part yeah. in like the deep South yeah. and it's, funny because like i i was telling you know my close friends about you and i was like yeah he's he's like 34 never married no kids like never even lived with a woman his last girlfriend was like years ago and they're they were like what's wrong with him and i was like i was like i don't know i'll report back and i was so cautious i was so like worried at first but then it's like such a relief that i know that that's Something that I, that I, I I use as like a recurring joke is that what I realized from moving from Los Angeles to here in LA, you know, everyone's young, everyone's basically under 40. I mean, I know that's a stretch, but most of the people you see are under 40 everywhere you go. And or they just have really good about hogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be that could be true. Um, you're better at spotting that than me. <laughs> um, but I like when you're 34 with no kids, never married in LA, you're basically 24. You know, it's, it's, you know, the 30 is the new 20, but in LA, it's very much how everyone is living. I mean, there is no second thought about someone in their 30s who's never been married or had kids. It's very normal because everyone's a runaway. You know, everyone ran away from their hometown to chase this dream that's never going to happen. And they still just find the courage to do it every single day. And I have seen, I can't even count how many people. I've known over the past eight years that are doing very well, whether they're actors, musicians, producers, writers, 
I mean, it's absolutely incredible to see people succeed. And it's incredible how supportive your friends or your circle can be when something good is happening for you. And it's not really something you're going to get from visiting the town. It's not Mm -hmm. something you're going to get from going on vacation or going down the walk of fame, but it's something you're going to get from actually moving there, living there, feeling the city try to push you out for at least a year, year and a half. If you moved to LA and you didn't make it to a year and a half and you left, it's a very normal thing. It's like a year and a half mark. Everybody talks about it. Mm -hmm. And it takes about that time for it to start feeling like home. And once it does, it's hard to leave because it took so long to feel, you know, comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I say to people, you're basically 24 if you're 34 with no kids and, and, uh, <laughs> and a wife. But in, in Nashville, you're 44. Yeah, no, it's so... It's- <laughs> I feel like a 45-year-old man who's never had kids or never been married in this town. I feel like people look at me cockeyed. Like, so what'd you do? Did you go to jail? Yeah, no, it's, it's real because like, it's just not the norm because there's no, I mean, yeah, people come here to like do music, but they're typically like 18, 19, yeah, you know, they're super young that. when they do it. And then if they make it, then they like settle down. And if they don't make it, they give up and they settle down anyway in like mm-hmm. their mid to late twenties. And then the only guys that are here in their thirties mm-hmm. that are still single and like never married most of them either have a kid or they are like so or yeah i mean some of them most of them have like a baby mama but or they like they just want to party all the time like they just Mm want to be out and like be on broadway every night and like getting really drunk and i noticed that it's like fun when you first move here and then it gets really really old like to be in it all the time i think i partied enough when yeah. I was young in Florida, you know, <laughs> being a half an hour away from Miami. Florida partying is, yeah. is its own thing. <laughs> when clubs are open till eight and then moving to Los Angeles where it was just Miami on steroids. Um, I think I pretty much got it all out of my system. And Well, we, I mean, we went, we, we partied in LA or what partying is yeah. these days. Like I was out past midnight, which is oh, yeah. a long I night know. for me now. I know. <laughs> Well, it was just easy, you know, there's just, you know, we had, we, it's, it's different when you know where to go, you know, the, the spots that the locals go. It's the same thing in Nashville when you know the spots that the locals go any city and you know, it's just so big over there. It's very difficult to navigate. Like we were driving a lot, you know? Yeah. And some of the places you took me were insane like insanely beautiful. Um, but yeah, we were coming to up to the end of the trip and it was like we got there on f- like Friday morning super early and then we were leaving Monday and then like Sunday afternoon rolled around and I knew that everything was happening. I knew everything was mm-hmm. planned and like all of your friends were so great to help out. I had to like I had to sneak everyone's number like I had to when you were when, when you were letting me be car DJ, I had to go in and like get your mom's number, get your best friend's number, get like everyone's numbers that I had to coordinate this with. This was like two months ago. And, um, you were sitting over there thinking I hadn't done anything. And I, the whole time, (laughs) because you were, you were like, man, I just like wanted something. And I wanted so bad to be like, I did all this shit. You just can't know about it yet. And so we, we got there and, um, 
the whole thing was great. Everything was so fun. Your friends were so super sweet. Like your friends were all really cool, which is nice because that says a lot. I think that says so much about, especially like a guy, like what his friends are like, you know, a lot of your friends are girls. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I grew up with two older sisters and a single mom. So, and I don't watch football. So yeah, dudes and I pretty much. There's a there's a weird thing with that. I mean, I know everyone always says, you know, you hear the girls that are like, I only have guy friends, but I tend to not gravitate toward like the normal, like out here in Nashville, it's very difficult to make friends with dudes because they're uh, a lot of them really just, you know, I'm not a finance bro and no offense to anyone who is. It's just it's not I your, wasn't not raised with that mentality. You know, we were we didn't have a lot. And, you know, it was uh, skateboarding and surfing and doing whatever you could do that was free. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, once, once you get to a certain age, you know, you're really not really making that many new friends anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, but I made some really good friends out there and I miss them, but I miss the buzz, you know, and they're all creatives and they're all, you know, chasing a dream and a lot of them are succeeding. And really doing well for themselves, which is really nice to see. It was interesting being in an old uh, an old bar that I spent five years bartending in in LA. That you know everyone was everyone who had worked there is now on the other side of the bar, you know, like thriving. And it was really it it was the highlight of you know probably definitely the highlight of the whole trip. But I really appreciate you setting that up because oh it made so me super fun. emotional. I, some of those people, like I said, I haven't seen since so before fun. the pandemic. Well, and then we had to lug this like, I, so I accidentally that got cake. the cake too big. Dude. <laughs> I got a, I got a photo cake from this like incredible bakery there and they did such a good job. But um, with a photo of me from middle school. Yeah. Being like very, a total emo boy. Very teenage dirtbag era photo <laughs> on that cake. It was great. And I actually was the it was delicious too, but like, it was really good. I didn't really think that, you know, this isn't Nashville. This is Los Angeles and mm-hmm. people don't eat cake. No. There. Um, so when I found out the head count, I was like, Oh my God, there's going to be 40 people. I need a cake that's big enough for 40 people. Yeah. And no one touched. I know. It. And it wasn't vegan and gluten-free. It so wasn't, you know, what are you going to do? It was do? all the sugar <laughs> and all the gluten. So we took it back to the hotel Everything room and back. it is much we, we took it back to the hotel room with our bottle of wine, wine from, yeah, from dinner from that we, cause we both had like one glass at dinner and we were I like, know. well, we got this bottle of wine. Might as well just, you know, take it back to the room. So we took it back to the room with the giant photo cake at two in the morning <laughs> where <laughs> Uh, I can only imagine what the front desk guy was thinking when. We oh, there's in. weirder things happening in that hotel for sure. <laughs> I remember yeah. asking him. I like walked up, not fully sober, and I was like, "Hey, can I have a late checkout?" And he was like, "How's one p.m.?" I was like, "You are my favorite person. I'm so in love with you because that's how I talk when I get <laughs> too drunk. <laughs> Everyone's my best friend. I'm in love with everyone. I um, know it's 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 so it's so sweet." No, it was really <laughs> funny because that, like, when I was trying to throw you off. Well, like, it was my last night. Yeah. So we had been there for two nights already, and it was our last night. And, and I was like, like, I haven't seen anyone. I was like, I haven't even fucking seen anyone yet. Like, <laughs> I've know, been like, here. I'm le- we're leaving tomorrow late in the day. I'm not gonna have time. You were like, I have to and you text were just people. Throwing me off. And I was like, I was like, no, you can't text people because like I don't want to see that many people. I'm uncomfortable with a lot of people around. And you were like, you? I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> it yeah. was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I just don't like. 
you know, do you have any exes there? And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Why would I be that stupid? (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm a jealous bitch, man. Um, But it did throw me off. I was like, but I was kind of mad at you. I was like, man, I come back home and I haven't seen any of my friends. And she's just like, I don't want to see any of your friends. I was like, I need to rethink this. (laughs) Being a selfish asshole. You were, I just, I wanted you to just like shut up. So I didn't have to think a bitch about it. I was like, Stop. Oh I God. was not going to shut up. The drama. You did a great job. Two drama queens just trying to. Two drama queens, man. I want to kind of touch on, um, this is like so cheesy, but like <laughs> what makes you different? Because like you and I, we're, we're very different people, but we have a lot of similarities in just like our overall picture of life. And, like, yeah, we, we agree think. on a lot of things. We yeah. agree on a lot of, um, a lot of big points. Yeah. And you know, without getting into all of them, it just was very refreshing. It was something that I think neither of us, neither of us really expected the other person to go that in depth on certain um, Mm -hmm. matters. And yeah, we have a lot of, we have a lot of the same core beliefs. Yeah. And. uh, But like what, because you and I, you know, we're really similar in that we're both very like growth focused. And I mm -hmm. personally, other than, you know, the, the, entrepreneurs and like mm-hmm. um men who are at a certain position in their life i have not really heard a man speak about growth and like self-development in the way that you have unless they're already kind of an expert in that field um i mean so there, like, there's what, a, like what i know what you're saying like there, especially i mean i don't know if it's i think it's any town really i think it's just a generational thing i think that there's a large amount of men in their 20s 30s 40s 50s even that just you know (laughs) i think it's kind of a joke but it's also kind of true you never really know when a man's gonna grow up you know yeah women it kind of is pretty solid they kind of get there a little faster i think in general and it's kind of on a on a solid streak you know um with men you could have 55 year olds that really haven't gotten past the (laughs) what some 19 year olds have learned I think in general, there's a generational kind of curse to don't be a baby, you know, boys don't cry, all all of that kind of stuff. And I think that there is just an epidemic of people not understanding that vulnerability is power. I think that it's important to be vulnerable. I think it's important to be honest, Um, even if you make somebody uncomfortable, uh, especially if you make someone uncomfortable, because then they're they're They can get pushed onto the right track. Something that I learned, I think, from my stepdad, uh, my stepdad adopted me when I was nine years old. I didn't, my biological father wasn't around and my mom remarried and he, you know, put a guitar in my hand and taught me, you know, how to play guitar and told me I could write songs and that I had like good rhythm and then read me like, you know, The Hobbit when I was going to sleep, you know, (laughs) and he just acted like a dad and he loved my mother so much that he took on, you know, the whole family. And, um, I was the youngest and had a different dad than my brother and my sister. So, uh, you know, he just adopted me after, I think two years, I think after they got married when I was nine years old. And something that I learned from him over just the past 25 years is that he doesn't assert his dominance with force. He doesn't, I've never seen him throw anything at a wall. I've never seen him punch a hole in the wall. I've never seen him scream at my mother. Um, 
you would when he was really angry or when he was trying to get you to shut up or whatever if you were doing something wrong he would just lower his voice super low like bass low and raise his eyebrows and just tell you to like you need to stop mm-hmm. and i would just 10 hut salute like no matter what i was doing and i was a pretty good kid i was a you know all my siblings were older and i was kind of just like around adults i feel like the whole time so i tried to like be like them you know and but it's something i think i learned from him just how much you can love someone and there's a there's a stronger bond between a man and a and a boy when it's not his responsibility to take care of you he chooses mm-hmm. to yeah and i think i just think that i don't know but i think that through him i learned about vulnerability about the power of vulnerability and about how to you know assert yourself in a way that doesn't threaten other people um and you know i think getting older and getting through the anger in the 20s and all of that you know being in your 30s and just reflecting on you know what this man did makes me kind of and i think a lot of men i think a lot of men weren't as lucky as me and their own fathers actually were just kind of assholes and they idolize them yeah. and they don't ever break away and say like okay i'm responsible for my behavior now i can't just blame it on my dad like oh my i'm not going to go around yeah. I'm not going to go around being a dick to everyone and be like, my, my biological father didn't want me. Like, I'm too old. To, I'm too old for that yeah. to dictate how I treat other people. And it's just in growth in general, it's, there's no book for it. I mean, you can read a bunch of books, but really it's just about being honest with yourself. And I think that when I moved here, I definitely was at a softer place than I was before. And I think that was on purpose. Yeah before i met you <laughs> you know because it's easy to judge me just like it's easy to judge you that's something we have in common <laughs> right i know it's, well, it was funny because that was like something you said to me early on you're like like man people just like judge you and they don't even try to get to see they do you. And I'm they like, really I do no i mean like, i kind of did in the beginning too i'm not gonna yeah. lie but i just didn't know how they didn't see the other i mean social media aside you have a chronic case of perseverance (laughs) you you, and you are very very sweet and intentional and extremely intelligent i i don't think i think that maybe you've been you know i've told you this before i think maybe you've been conditioned to portray yourself as a trophy and i think that probably most men have treated you like a trophy and as they as you know you you're absolutely gorgeous and i think you're absolutely gorgeous so i i get why that is but also it it isn't what your biggest strength is in my opinion and i just think that you know once i started to get to know you i was actually like oh my god am i falling for this chick (laughs) (laughs) and we have a lot of fun you know yeah and we get along and we you know we debate we're stubborn but i i think that oddly very weirdly our personalities match even though we're so different i know it is it's weird it's like we um we balance each other. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's God. That sounds so cheesy to say, but like, all of this is cheesy. This whole it fucking is. Thing. No, People are I be like, know. Fuck I was these trying. Guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was trying not to make it so like cheesy and like, oh my God, we're so happy and in love. But, I like, mean, we got problems. We no, you know, <laughs> we do. We do. 
you know, we piss each other off. <laughs> you have to deal with my 37 Gemini personalities oh and God. I have to deal with you not listening to anything <laughs> I say ever, even though I'm right. <laughs> sometimes you're right. Okay. I'm right most of the time. You're right sometimes. I'm right yeah. most of the time. Anyway. And so, you get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> just t- it takes uh, You just you- have to leave me alone. No, you put me out back. have to be left <laughs> like outside by yourself, no distractions. <laughs> For like five to ten minutes, and then you come back in, and you're like, "So I thought about it," and, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." So the thing I was saying every day for no, the last there are three a months, lot of there are a lot of times where I'm like, "Wow, she already told me this," and I completely disregarded it. That is, I just need that, that you were right, honey. Mm. <laughs> or sometimes you know it's enough satisfaction to see you realize I was right. You don't even have to say it. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie, I had a really petty moment where I was telling, um, I was telling my my best friend Sabrina about like the whole surprise and I was love like love Sabrina yeah. shout out to Sabrina hi Sabrina she just released a new song today I should probably link it somewhere <laughs> oh but we should definitely link I it. know I need to like put it I'll put it in the in the notes um but yeah I was talking to her about it and I was like it's so frustrating because like he's so mad at me for not doing anything and I get it because I would be pissed off too but like I did do a bunch of things and I was like honestly just the satisfaction of seeing his face when he realizes that I had this whole big thing <laughs> for his birthday. And that's why I like couldn't say anything. I was like, that's going to be enough for me. I'm just going to see him be like, oh, wow, I was really wrong. And I was going to be like, ha No, it really it really meant a lot to me because it wasn't like like you were like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't need things. I don't want anything. No, you just missed your people and you but, missed your, you know, the place that was home for yeah. almost a decade. So I and get it, was, it. You delivered on that. Like, I mean, there I mean, I expected to. To see some people but not nearly and it felt really good sometimes i think it's important to remember that there are a lot more people that care yeah. about us than we than we even realize and it, just because we don't talk to them every day yeah or every week or every month doesn't mean that we can't call them at any moment and just be like dude i miss you man yeah. you know and i think this little thing is cool i mean we just put together some old recording equipment and now you gotta I you're know. running a podcast you've been very i mean aside from you being super sick that was really- that was fun um <laughs> and then i like no it was so bad because when i said i was sick it was weird one day where i thought you were gonna die i was not breathing at all no like i was like we're running around to walgreens trying to find a goddamn find inhaler just like a like a not even a rescue inhaler because you need a prescription for that and i didn't have a prescription i couldn't get one without seeing the doctor and there were no appointments like it was a whole big dramatic thing and we couldn't even find like the little over-the-counter one that's not even no. a rescue inhaler it just kind of helps a little bit we drove to like three well you drove to like yeah. three different pharmacies and i finally like had a friend come through and give me her rescue inhaler thank god and i could breathe again but like it was so bad i was legitimately not breathing for like three yeah. straight days yeah and then we really and then we traveled scary. and luckily you got well enough so we could travel and but this is the you know you're, you're doing a podcast and regardless it's you're trying something and you're trying to help people and i think it's I think it's great, and I think really sweet. You know, well, a lot of haters, it's man. credit like, to you because I had it was you and my friend um, Nika that I already interviewed. She was the first person planning the idea, and then you said something, and then I had someone else random say something, and then you were like, "Well, I've got all the equipment, and mm-hmm. I like I know how to record," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So you are hugely responsible for this, but no, you're the one executing it, so. <laughs> You know. All right, all right. That's, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. I love you. I love you. Um, no, it's been 
I just, I really wanted to like kind of, I've been really, really private with my life these past couple of months, especially with all the changes I've had. Like literally every single major area of my life has had a huge. It's been rough. It's been a rough go. Yeah. I just, I needed to like take a, take a beat and like disconnect and just kind of go into myself. And, but you were there the whole time. Um, and a lot of people, you know, didn't realize that I had like you and like one friend, but you were really there every single day, like watching me kind of transform and figure out more things about myself. And the one thing I, I said that I really appreciated about you and what made me really drawn to you was like, you connect me more to myself instead of, me having to put on this like this you know, facade a, to be with you it's a work in progress i do it on my own and just searching for authenticity mm-hmm. that's really what the goal is the goal is just to be authentic and to um you know allow yourself be good to yourself enough to allow yourself to um be open yeah and i think the pandemic kind of rocked us all a little bit for some of us it was the best year of our life uh, <laughs> but i had a pretty solid year pretty solid year that was yeah. when i healed um, from lyme disease i yeah. like, healed during the, yeah. the quarantine because you had the time and yeah. like the, but i think you know i think it's important to allow your allow yourself to grow and let go of some of the things because i mean i grew up I, I was always when you know my sister would say it she's just like you're so vain like i, I have you know I know my own faults. I know, I mean, sometimes I say, like, if I didn't know me, I'd fucking hate me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think that the pursuit of authenticity is something that is is very important. And I think that that's what you're trying to do. And I'm just here kind of cheerleading you on. Well, you make it a lot easier because you display that. Like, you Mm -hmm. live your life as a very authentic person. You know, you are... Thank you. You are the same you, just a little bit more evolved at this point as the person that I met. Mm-hmm. Like when I met you, you know, last year, it's the, I'm getting the same version of you. There were no like secrets. There mm-hmm. was no. You thought there were though. I, man, I'm, t- I'm traumatized. <laughs> I got serious PTSD. I was like, man, I don't even know how I would have time to have secrets right now. <laughs> and apparently that's not a good thing to say because <laughs> anyone can find time. but. I, you know, it's been, it's been a ride. It's been a ride, listen. (laughs) And, you know, I I think what's helped is like, you met my family, you got to see people, friends that I have at home. I think it's, it's easier to see what someone's about when you can actually meet people that are, that have their back. It's also just the consistency piece of it. Like you, you've been pretty solid. And when I have wavered and I've struggled and I've, you know, had a freak out trauma episode like you're there and you're just like pretty steady about it and you don't shame me and you don't run away when I try to put walls up and it's just it's really healing to be with someone like you um well I get to be with you but (laughs) but like you know for I think coming from the place where like relationships before had never been healing. Mm-hmm. They'd always cause pain. Like from what it every sounds like, yeah. Single time, every I, relationship I went into. I mean, I had gotten. I, there's never been a relationship where I didn't. Maybe one small one, mm-hmm. but I was always the one to get left or get 
yeah. my heart broken in that. Write a bunch of songs about it, and you know, <laughs> you know, it's you got something out of it. I got a yeah. podcast. You got a music career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like it's just incredible healing to to find someone that is just like you know, I love you. I accept you. I love all parts of you. I do love you. I do you accept you. No, I'm rooting for too. you. Me too. <laughs> it's really. I think I've been I've been in more of a weird headspace than you recently, but you know I. It's probably better that, that like, way because when I'm gonna have a weird headspace, you're like abundance. <laughs> Everything is amazing. Is that what and I sound I'm, like? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and great. I'm over here just like <laughs> listening to death metal, just like fuck the world. <laughs> you're like Nicholas. You need to understand <laughs> with, with the little hand gestures. Yeah, the always the hand gestures. Well, I love you. I love you too. I'm really appreciative that you came on. Thank I was a little the, nervous. I didn't. You, you know, there's like three people that listen to this, so it's yeah. But just, you know, all them haters are gonna be listening just to learn about. You know what's learn about funny? your boyfriend? It happens. <laughs> it happens. I can see. Like I can look at the statistics and be like, oh my god. It's yeah. it's really funny, um, but Let yeah, Let right. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for going on. I love you. I love you too. I will. You know, I'll see you tonight. I'll see you right after this. <laughs> right yeah. after this, we're gonna hit stop right. record and they're gonna be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I will be back next week. 